What is up, everybody? This is Keith Jameson. Go back to the guy to 31 across the DFS industry. Back for another four-game Saturday EPL slate. This is the last Saturday EPL slate we'll have for the next few weeks as we approach international break. Hopefully, we can squeeze in another win just before I get into the picks and who I am targeting for this Saturday. Just a quick reminder to like, comment, and mash that subscribe button on the main media network. Make sure you're up to date for all the amazing things that Pat and the team have coming your way, especially in the NFL season where the content is jam-packed with all sorts of great stuff. Definitely helps my drives shorten. And if you are a podcaster, um, make sure you are checking out the feed at Daily Fantasy Picks and Bets to Mix, where you can get them on pod as well. And finally, if you're interested in more of my content, make sure you head over to FSI DFS on YouTube. You get all sorts of stuff from here of us here at FSI, including for those that are like a more GPP lens on EPL. Um, my guy, Alex Hooper, does a great job on what we call our Golazo show, where he goes over some GPP type of ideas. Whereas this is more generated, this is your first time watching. This is meant to be like an optimal lens. If we don't have goals, right? How are we going to build the best floors? And so oftentimes too, we can go for players that aren't necessarily the biggest goal threats, get a goal or get our assist, you know, and just lap the people that are uh, rostering goal dependent strikers or guys that don't necessarily do much if they don't get a goal, which in reality, especially in the EPL, goals are not a given. You know, we had, what was it, two weeks ago, we had a slate that um, at halftime, Nobody had scored. I believe it was a five-game slate, and there was no goals. And then there was one goal in stoppage time, right? So especially in lower-scoring type of contests, which we're going to potentially have here, there are not, like, goals of flowing coming up. We really like to build in those floors. So let's just get into those games real quick. Biggest fair in the slate is Chelsea minus 278 to Southampton. You know, that would necessarily think of one that, oh, man, that should be goals of flowing. Not so much with Chelsea right now. Two straight games. Now, granted, two good teams, right? They played Juventus in the Champions League, Manchester City at home. But neither time did, did Chelsea look like they were ever ready to score a goal. We'll get into that a little bit more here shortly. Second biggest favorite, Wolves at home, minus 162 to Newcastle. Wolves will definitely be looking to try to get some momentum there. Leeds, minus 142, home to Watford. And finally, Burnley, minus 118, home to Norwich. At the top, we are starting like my guy. Like, if you've been watching these shows since I've been on the Made Media Network, if there is a slate that I that Leeds has been on that I did not mention Rafinha, shame on me because I think I rostered him just about every single time. Rafinha at 10,700 did come off injured last game. He is fully fit, according to Bielsa. Um, when Rafinha is fit, he is my dude. Just takes a sheer set pieces. He is up in the top five in terms of dribbles attempted, meaning he has no problem trying to take guys on draws fouls, uh, has huge goal-scoring upside, and we have a fantastic matchup to Newcastle, I'm sorry, to Watford, who very much plays defensive, wants to play in the counter, meaning they're going to soak up pressure here from Leeds, and when you're talking about pressure in Leeds, that comes from Rafinha at 10,700. I think he's a lock for cash games at your forward spot, and even in GPP, it's hard for me to see getting around him. So 10-7 Rafinha, I absolutely love um, Romelu Lukaku at 10-5, I think, is one of the biggest decision points on the slate, meaning this is going to be where a lot of people change or differentiate their lineups. 
if you build Romelu Lukaku with Rafinha, you're going to have a much different look to your lineup than somebody that drops down, does like a Sar or McNeil or if like a Triore is in. But let's give the case for Lukaku. Then I'm also going to give the case away from Lukaku. The case for Lukaku, biggest favorite on the slate, minus 278. Chelsea can sometimes not be the most DFS friendly, so you could try to go ahead and build floors and not get the return you want for the, the price. Um, big high school scoring uh, odds on the slate, and Romelu Lukaku is one of the top five strikers in the world. All that being said, I don't think he's a lock by any means for cash and single entry, and maybe even as a good GPP fade considering how owned he's going to be. Like I just mentioned, Chelsea now have gone two straight games without a goal. They have struggled at times. Even if you go back to the Zenit game in the Champions League where Chelsea was a huge favorite, it took until I think it was the 75th minute for them to score. And, you know, it was through Lukaku, but there wasn't much else that Lukaku did other than the goal. That would be the biggest, um, i trying to think the right word, detriment or the biggest, you know, argument I can make against playing him is that at 10-5, I can dodge one goal. If Romelu Lukaku ends the game with 14 DK, he's 50% owned and I don't take him, I'm not that worried about it. I can make up 14 DK, especially for 10,500. What I can't make up, 30 DK. You know, you fade Lukaku, he scores two goals and gets an assist, you know, close the app, close the computer, throw it out the window. You're not going to win. Um, it's going to, or it's going to be very, very hard. You're going to have a lot to make up, ground to make up. So that's kind of the Romelu Lukaku thing. I think there's a very good chance he does score here. I, I don't think Southampton by any means owes the pushover. We saw them stay really, really strong versus City at the FBAD. Probably should have won the game. Um, you know, they, they had a tough game versus Wolves last week where you know, they probably feel hard-pressed not to get a point. But I think Southampton's a good team, so I by no means think Lukaku is a lock. But I do not fault anybody for playing him either. So way to straddle the fence there, Keith. All right, let's move on to Ishmael Asar. Um, he's more of my type of player as a forward. Um, he now has every single game, double digits this season in the EPL, with or without the goals. So if you take away the 10 DK last week at the goal, he just got to 10. No set pieces, but he still leads Watford in crosses. Um, much like Rafinha, likes taking guys on, likes to get the byline. It's just, it's just awful to defend him. So fast, so quick, so many moves. So I love Ishmael Asar. I don't think I will be on him in cash either. I'm going to go to my my preferred forward. It's going to be two down, Dwight McNeil. We'll get there in a minute. But, you know, potentially open game, especially if Leeds scores early, then Watford's going to have to come up, come out of that defensive shell um, and push a little bit, try to get a goal. The biggest thing is even if Watford stays defensive and 0-0 at half, Ishmael Asar is how Watford breaks out. It's how they counter. It's all through his middle star and his pace. So do like to play at 9,300. Mason Mount at 8,500 may finally be fit for Chelsea. Um, with no Reese James, um, I think that Mason Mount has a really good shot at least a set-piece share. Potentially, and this is the crazy thing with Chelsea, back to the Chelsea tilts, right, is potentially a monopoly. You, you, we really don't seem to know what Chelsea's going to do their set-pieces. You know, it's Marcus Alonso one week. It's a split with Reese James the next. Um, you know, Callum Hudson-Odoi uh, has a chance when he's on to take sets. Mason Mount, you know, has shown up with Monopoly. So it never seems to have, like, the most consistent thing. But, you know, 8,500, I think Mason Mount 
and whoever the left wing back is. We'll get there in a minute with Marcus Alonso or Ben Chilwell. I think those are my preferred ways to get Chelsea exposure if I even like feel like I have to have a Chelsea piece. But Mason Mount, England international, we know, you know, has chances at pieces. Even when he doesn't, he plays that number 10 role behind Lukaku and it's just very, very effective. Even without set pieces, he routinely hits eight to 10 DK. You get set pieces and Yahtzee, you're good to go. Dwight McNeil, 8,300 is actually one of my favorite plays on the slate. Put him on the cover because one, I just can't put Rafinha on the cover every single video. If I could, that would be cool, but I've got to change it up here a little bit. Um, but Dwight McNeil, 8,300, I think is in a sensational spot at home to Norwich. This is a game that Burnley has to have circled on the schedule as a must win. It's at home where they play much better. It's versus another team that's a relegation candidate. Burnley's going to be in that battle all year. They have to win this game. They have a circle. Sean Dyche is telling the guys, this is the one, guys. We, we have to get at minimum a point, but we need three. And that means that McNeil is going to be attacking so, so hard off the left. He gets a share set pieces. But it's not just the share set pieces we love with McNeil. He just crosses every single time he gets the ball on the left that he can, takes guys on, is a goal and assist threat. I just love the price at 8,200. I love the matchup. You know, I'm sorry, 8,300. You just don't get very often that Burnley's going to be a favorite at home. So I want to attack those spots, especially the guy like McNeil. I think he's a double-digit four here. The goal or assist, you're looking at 20 DK. So love Dwight McNeil, 8,300. Marcos Alonso, 7,100. This could become Ben Chilwell. Just throwing it out there, Marcos Alonso. Subbed that half. He's played a lot of football. Ben Chilwell was their big, big money signing last offseason. Um, among others, but it's still a lot of money spent on left back over 50 million. Um, but if it's Marcus Alonso, he's gonna have share of set pieces. He's very, very good DFS wise in terms of attacking, has goal threat, takes some free kicks, is a threat even when he's not taking corners that on headers on corners because he's so big. Um, so 7,100, especially if you don't see Mount, then Marcus Alonso to me becomes my preferred Chelsea exposure. I think he has really close to double-digit floor here with Chelsea likely to have a majority of possession. It's a lot to spend on a defender, but I do think it's a really, really good outlet to get Chelsea exposure. Now, just because this is my last little Chelsea piece I'm going to mention, I want to throw out one other thing. So it could be Ben Chilwell. Ben Chilwell, when he came on for Marcus Alonso, played 45 minutes versus Juventus, was taking corner kicks from both sides and and swung in nine crosses in that time. So that is very, very intriguing. He's only 60, wow, I can't talk, 6,600. And Callum Hudson-Odoi is forward eligible, could play the right wing back position. Cesar Espelicueta, in my opinion, is the most likely right wing back, but it's worth noting Callum Hudson-Odoi, super, super talented. Outside shot, if it's Adoy and Alonso without Mason Mount, that he would split corners. Um, a good player and an interesting play. Again, if you want Chelsea exposure, you could just do both wing backs, potentially get um, all the set pieces and go off and rolling. All right, let's go to Stuart Dallas, 6,100. I really do like leads here. Um, you know, much like I had mentioned that Burnley has a big game circle on their schedule versus Norwich has any points. Leeds has to have this one versus Watford at home circled as a must get on points and must get going for their momentum. Stuart Dallas plays a central, sometimes wide role, split sets with Rafinha. If you remember back to last year it, with Leeds' big win at the Etihad versus Man City, Stuart Dallas had two goals. Uh, he always is very, very adventurous in terms of how always make runs into the box. At 6,100, he gives you a good four and goal upside. So I do like that as a way to get more leads. 
Matt Ritchie at 6,000, another guy like Rafinha, is just one of my dudes. Plays out there as left wing backs, takes set pieces, has never seen a ball he can't cross. Any guy that looks at a ball and says, this ball can get crossed in the box, that's the guy that can play on my team. So I love Matt Ritchie. Almost always is a is in the running to get double-digit crosses, which means he's a really good shot at getting double-digit points. Um, additionally, from a game flow perspective versus Wolves, Wolves are not like a ball-dominant team by any means now, um, especially if they get a goal early. They don't mind come, going back and sitting back and accepting pressure, which at that point is when Newcastle just throws tons of balls in the box. So if you play Matt Ritchie, if you play any Newcastle players, root for a Wolves goal early, that'll like lock you in for a massive Matt Ritchie game. Um, Ashley Westwood at 5,800 is normally not my type of guy, but looking more into Ashley Westwood, first off, he's a quality footballer, shares some set pieces with Dwight McNeil. I already mentioned how much I think Burnley is going to be pushing. Um, and at 5,800, he, he's consistently in that eight to 12 range with or without an assist. And in this game and this positive game script versus Norwich at home, when we know Burnley's going to be pushing, I think that there's going to be a lot of corner kicks for Burnley. And, you know, the good part about Burnley, too, they're set-piece experts, which means that when they're corners, they have a really good shot at shot assisted. So it's not just a 0.7 for the cross. It's 1.7. I like pairing Ashley Westwood with a guy like Chris Wood, like a guy like James Tarkowski, or my dude. I've been saying a lot of guys are my dude. I guess I have a lot of guys that are my dudes in EPL. But Ben Me sub-3,000, won me a king of the pitch ticket. So I think all of those guys are, like, intriguing stackable guys with both Dwight McNeil or Ashley Westwood and are, are nice fits in your lineup. Ashley Westwood, Westwood at sub 6,000 could be very popular in cash games. Cesar Espelicueta, I kind of already mentioned that he's likely going to be right wing back for Chelsea. Again, if you don't, if you fade Lukaku and you go, well, I think Chelsea's still going to have a ton of possession. They just might struggle to score. Then those wingbacks, Espelicueta, or it could be Hudson-Odoi, like I mentioned, and then Marcus Alonso or Ben Chola, those guys are going to be crossing the ball a ton into the box, especially as Chelsea starts to struggle, like we saw versus Juventus. So 5100 would be a nice play, price on him. And finally, for some value, look to see if Billy Gilmore, this future superstar at Norwich, he is a Chelsea loanee. Every time he's on the pitch for Norwich, he takes set pieces. 3,800, sub 4,000. There's not a ton in that sub 4,000 range um, on this slate. So I want to at least give you one. Billy Gilmore, fresh off of double digits. The last time he was in, played great um, in the EFL Championship, or sorry, in the EFL Cup versus Liverpool. So I think there's a really good shot that you, if you get Billy Gilmore in there, you're looking at seven to 10 range, which for that price is all good. All right, 10 picks. That will do it for this week. Thank you all for watching. Enjoy the international break and enjoy the football on Saturday. Once again, make sure you like, subscribe, and comment on the on this feed on YouTube. And if you, once again, are interested in more of my content, check me out at GatorGuy31 on Twitter and at FSIDFS on YouTube. Thank you all for watching. See you.